Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name's Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, in in quarantine, quarantine, we and our guest answer a couple of advice questions from a couple of different listeners. Ooh, that sounded good. That was lovely. Oh, thank you to Leah. Actually, we got a ton of people that wrote in. uh, We only have one t-shirt as far as I know. I don't know what the actual... uh, What the actual... Uh, stockpile is at Merch Now. By the way, you can get your t-shirts at MerchNow.com. But uh, t-shirt going out to Leah. Yep, Leah, we love that. We said let's give it a try. You know, we will be trying these taglines, okay? If you send us in something, we're going to give it a try. Yeah. We're going to do it in the opening and see how it feels. I'm wondering... If we can be like Comedy Bang Bang, where they have a new tagline every episode submitted by listeners. Ooh, yes. Well, honey, if you submit them, I'll say them. So how's this? You submit an intro, we'll say it, and say your name. Say my name, say my name. No one is around you. (laughs) 
That was wild. You guys. Oh, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. We have such a fun episode. This I'm so great. excited. I feel like it was one of those episodes Andy and I were both so excited to talk to her, and we just like kept throwing questions that I almost feel like we need a two-parter, okay? Because you've already heard her dulcet tones. Today's guest, the person with whom we are answering relationship questions, is Miss Lacey Mosley, actor, comedian, scam goddess herself, Lacey <laughs> Mosley. You've seen her on shows like Florida Girls, Better Call Saul, and again, her podcast, Scam Goddess, which is all about exposing these scams. Uh, she was on Better Call Saul. She played a sex worker uh, that is hired to go to uh, embarrass Saul's uh, old boss. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm always. I always feel uncomfortable seeing- when people are embarrassed. Like you don't like to watch an embarrassing. Scene. No, I don't like to see my friends in skimpy clothes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I thought she looked great. I love Lacey. I think she's the most gorgeous. I say that a lot in the in the time we're talking. I'm like, you're a queen. You're gorgeous. What are you telling me? Like over and over. I'm like, yeah. ugh, you're gorgeous. She's beautiful. She books. That's the Lacey Mosley story. <laughs> we didn't really know Lacey. She was on the show, the live show, like what, a year ago or so? Something like that. Right. That was the first sign. Uh, we were so enamored of her. <laughs> right. She like she's said. just the she's most very charming. Funny. Just the most charming. We didn't know so her funny. That. And it just feels like. You know, in in Quar, I'm just like, can we? Just, can I just talk to people who will lift up my spirit, who will lift up my soul? Mm-hmm. And Lacey is it. one of those people. And I just felt like I needed every second. I love to discover the connection you guys had. You'll hear about it when in the app. But I was like, okay, there are layers, there are levels. This is magic. This is meant to be. Now, before we get to Lacey, as always, couple little notes, babies. Every Wednesday, 2 p.m. PST. You know you can find us on Twitch. Yes, we are billed as the only comedy show online. <laughs> the only. I'm going hard in uh, this uh, back half of 2020, Naomi. And I'm saying, you know what? Why not put it out there that we are the greatest show on earth? Oh, of course. Move over Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. Sorry, circus. Fucking take a hike, elephants. All right? Honestly, see, they need to take a hike. They need to be free. They need to be see free. See in hell, clowns. We are the greatest show on Earth, Couples Therapy. And our Twitch show is the greatest, the only show, the only comedy show that's online. All right? So every every Wednesday at 2 p.m., come join us uh, and the uh, Couples Therapy quarantine crew for an hour of fun. An hour, I say, it really, like, I look forward to doing the show because it really helps take my mind off of everything that's going on. Well, it's just fun to have friends. You know, we call it group. We're getting t-shirts made. We've gone all in. We're group therapy. We're a baseball team. We're hanging. Come join the fun. It's a very magical hour. Also, again, in quarantine, we are answering your relationship questions. And I'm going to tell you for a fact. Hey, you know what? We're answering any kind of questions. That's true. The best way to get those questions, I'm going to tell you what I want. I want you to dial the fuck in. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear the lilt, the crack, the stutter. I need to know where you're coming from emotionally to really dive in on that cue. And so for that to happen, you got to dial in, baby. What's that call-in number, Andy? 323-524-7839. You can always find it online. We will answer any question. <laughs> It doesn't have to be relationship. What 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 should you eat for dinner? I'll tell you. Just tell me if you're vegetarian, pescatarian, or ovolacto. Well, maybe something juicier. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. You need to give me more. But anywho, isn't it fun? Are you ready? Yeah. My husband is a Nazi. What should I serve him for dinner? Arsenic. (laughs) Whatever's odorless, colorless poison. Yeah. Uh, What's uh? (laughs) Hey, in Breaking Bad, what's that poison he makes? That one. (laughs) 
Also, antifreeze, that's not, that's sweet, right? Yes. You can put that in a punch. <laughs> anyway, what am <laughs> I doing? You got to call in. A I'm giving you free advice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Naomi, that's, you're, you're really, uh, you're really getting on my territory where I, I convince people to poison other people. That's, I know. That's the Andy well, Beckerman solution. I've been inside the house with you for 194 <laughs> days. Of course, I've come around to poisons. Anyway, you guys, let's give it up. Get into it for our fun conversation with Lacey. Roll it. Helen Mirren is joining us today. Yes, with my big boobs. <laughs> my large breasticles. Wait, is that a Helen Mirren thing? I don't know. Are their breasts big? Yeah. Y'all ain't seen the titties on Helen. I guess she's too old. I shouldn't be looking at her titties, but she cute. She. Oh, no, her body is banging. I feel like there was a couple years ago some picture of her on the beach when everyone lost their mind. And I was like, mm-hmm. she's wealthy. Of course her body better be banging. I love that you said a couple years ago, and I really want you to know that that happened during quarantine. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's another one, I swear. We see her on the beach a lot, baby. I Helen is out here in a bikini. Helen's out here with a young be. lover. Yeah. As she should be, because them things is thanging. Okay, let me stop. (laughs) No, no, no. This is the podcast where we talk about Helen Mirren's breasts. (laughs) I thought that was in the original email. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. No, I just, I know. I need to stop. She's like, definitely like auntie, granny. Do we have any white aunties? I feel like we don't really. I feel like we don't. Who like has that energy? Who has that? Like any white, white women with an auntie energy? I'm really trying to think i don't think that there are any <laughs> maybe, maybe there should be an award like a, an award show the white the, auntie the aunties the white auntie awards okay and just give them out to the you, scenes yeah. but like they're all so meh we you have to find <laughs> you got to nominate some anyway, you, you guys are just going off the top of your head you got to find them you got to nominate them the all white right. aunties I'm look anyone listening think- if you know any white women who have an auntie energy celebrities yeah, like who, people in the public a- domain pocketbook full of quarters and 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 who has peppermints in their bag you know whose bag smells like peppermints at the bottom or like perfume but like who's gonna tell you what to do even and you supposed to listen even though they ain't your mama you know what i mean it's like that kind of like get your ass in the house it's like okay auntie judy dench no (laughs) wait what about jane fonda Eh, maybe Maybe. Maybe actually from Grace and Frankie. She is a very bossy and she loves to tell you about back when she used to um, protest. I mean, she still does, but like mm. in her heyday. Maybe. Jane I have Fonda. some friends who were on that show and they said she would also be talking about all the freaky shit she used to do back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, that's big auntie energy. That's true. That's true. Jane Fonda is that. Is this how you tell us you're friends with Lily Tomlin? <laughs> You know my best friend, Lily Tomlin? We go get cocktails every evening. Yes. <laughs> Lacey, thank you for appearing on Couples Therapy. Very much appreciating you coming through in Quar to sit and talk to us. Now, before you started, <laughs> and we were trying to figure out how to make these AirPods work, was there a gentleman caller helping you with your AirPods? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so thank you for having me. Uh, no, just a very good friend. <laughs> oh, okay, just a friend. All right, all right. I heard a male voice, and I said, what, what sort of gentleman would be helping someone with their AirPods, if a not a lover? friend, you smooch. No, we don't. But I love that you're airing me out like this. Um, <laughs> I'm fully being aired out. I didn't know I was coming on here to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm here to expose. We okay? are the the TMZ of uh, comedy relationship podcast. That's what they call us. That's what they call us. Um, <laughs> Wait, I got a couple questions. Okay. Uh, number one. Well, I've I've drawn. A, I, I don't know you that well or at all. One might say <laughs> uh-huh. you've been on the show a couple times. Uh, so I've drawn a picture in my head of who you are, but. Uh, and I, I'm curious if that's uh, correct. But the, the, here's the thing: on an episode of Scam Goddess, maybe I'm wrong about this. But uh, you said you went to Pitt. Is that true? Yes, I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, me in too, Pennsylvania. So did he? Yeah. Have we ever talked about this? No, because we barely know each other. <laughs> how wonderful! Someone else who went to Pitt. Now, can you you explain? You tell me about Pitt. How it was for you? Because- I'm sure we ran in the same circles. <laughs> Also, I'm about 90 years older than you. Right, right, right. But I still just be like the vibe of it because the way you've described it to me, Pittsburgh was very like indie, rocky, DIY. Yes, my Pittsburgh. Exactly. So I want to know what Lacey's Pittsburgh was. You know, I wouldn't argue with that from Andy just because it's okay. So Pittsburgh, what my experience was is, first of all, I went there as on a scholarship. They offered me a me scholarship. Too. Yes, yes. Come on, Pittsburgh coins, giving it out. Okay. <laughs> Pittsburgh gives out the coins, okay? They're <laughs> hungry. Also, Andrew, can I call you Andy? I just called you Andy like I've been knowing you forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mostly go by ever, Andy. Do you ever go by Andy? Okay, okay. That's mostly what I do. What Years ago, when I had day jobs, I somehow I was under this kind of weird thought that I at the day job if I went by Andrew then if they ever did a uh, uh, what is it called Google search yeah not just a Google search but like a background check on me and they did yeah. it by Andrew then they wouldn't see all my comedy stuff which is the dumbest thought <laughs> in the world because they uh, like yeah. and, oh because the other thing is like do you have any nicknames I wouldn't put anything down there so right. I'm like so they're gonna just look for Andrew but there's like how many Andrew Beckermans Right. right. There's a couple. There's right. one who was like a Scottish professor. Right. There's an old baseball player. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And then me, the number one Google search now. So tell me about Pittsburgh. Wait. <laughs> so, yes. so Andy is fine. I get that. I Look, there's not that many Lacey's. There's a Lacey Mosley who sang in Flyleaf. And then there's Ooh. Lacey Peterson. And it's really fucked right. up. But I was excited when I started appearing before Lacey Peterson on Google oh, Search. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. I think that that's really good. We need to push like, yes! that down. <laughs> I beat her. No, um, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Queen. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Queen. Damn, I'm getting canceled. We ain't even, we ain't even <laughs> Damn. Uh, it was nice having a career while I had one. Uh, Rest in Peterson. So they, one, my whole, like, I think that's where I really got into scamming is when I went to Pitt. (laughs) Um, I scammed a free semester of college abroad because I worked in the admissions office. I gave tours. And then one summer I started working as like a college recruiter. Mm -hmm. And the fun thing about that was, is like, there were like not that many black people at Pitt. And like, you knew every other black person who was there. Mm -hmm. Um, And they all claimed us in this thing called the (laughs) Black Action Society. So it was Mm -hmm. like the date, BAS. So you showed Mm -hmm. up. And you went to um, con con what's it called convocation convocation. convocation. So you go to convocation, which is like this big thing in the arena, and they like indoctrinate you, and they tell you what like your friends this? are gonna rape you. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Wait, oh yeah, an indoctrination Pitt. in an arena. What is going on? Oh yeah, Pitt was like Scientology. You didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> I wish 
I was joking. They literally were like, yeah, and everyone who's sexually assaulted, it's usually someone you know, so look around. And we were like, Oh, my God. I mean, it's a true fact, but it was like, this is grim. Like, also Right. Oh. Um, That's the weirdest version of the, like, look to your left, look to your right speech. (laughs) And that's, like, what, your first week, right? Like, you're... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So you go to convocation, and then when you come out, there's, like, a black lady waiting for all the blacks (laughs) on the stairs. So, Andrew, Andrew, I'm pretty sure you probably didn't have this part of your experience. No, exactly like my experience. (laughs) There's a black lady waiting on the stairs and she starts handing you this flyers and she's like, come, come up to, uh, I can't remember what the place is called, but she's like, come up, come up here, come up here, uh, when you done. (laughs) So, when you done. (laughs) So, and she had auntie energy, so we did what she said. Now, was was she a student or was she? No, she was a grown ass woman. Okay, okay. So it turns out that this society got their funding based on the numbers. So they have every black person come sign up so uh, they can claim that you're a part of it. Even yes. if you don't go or not, you're in the black action society and then they take that funding. And I was like, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful scam. Um, but when I gave tours at Pitt, I knew there weren't that many black people. But like when we had tour days, we used to have this tour thing called World of Possibilities, which was for black Ooh, people. Yes, yes. I knew just based on the, <laughs> based on the title. That was like, for the brown youth to have hope. You like, couldn't just you visit a college. Now. You got a world of possibilities. <laughs> You know, how, you know how white folks always had possibilities. Y'all got some possibilities now, too. <laughs> So on WAP day, all the black people had to work WAP. <laughs> you all had I just realized it sounds like wet ass pussy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my actually yeah. preferred version of WAP: World of Possibilities. Can we do it? Can we do a remix? Call it a World of Possibilities. And a mop. We got a World of Possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> There's degrees in this house. There's degrees in this house. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So they would be like, it's your time to shine. That's what my manager would say. (laughs) It's like, it's your time to shine, Lacey. (laughs) He was a very problematic Jewish man who I loved so much to this day. Uh, Shout out to Marshall. Uh, (laughs) I can say that I'm Jewish. (laughs) So y'all get out there now. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I would. That's when I first started scamming, because we would get black kids who would come in and they were college perspectives. And we would sometimes have to house them. So, you know, Mm -hmm. like a girl would come and stay in your dorm with you overnight or whatever. So I always get the black kids and I would like turn it up for them. I would make (laughs) them think like Pitt was Howard University. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I took one of them to an outcast concert at CMU. And wow. Big Boy was bringing people up on stage, and then they stopped. And I was like, Big Boy, let us on there. And he did. <laughs> I had this girl thinking she was about to have the blackest experience ever. And then she ended up coming to Pit, and I was like, Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> Why would we? CEOs and corporate hoes. How did you, like, what made you want to do that? Like, why did you want them to think it was better than it was? Because I wanted more black people there. <laughs> oh, okay, so you wanted them to come. So you, you were, were like trying how, to turn. Yes. You were trying to change Pitt them. into Howard. I was okay. one black Ooh. person at a time. Um, <laughs> did that work? No, but it was more fun for me. I got I recruited so many black people who we're still cool to this day. Um, <laughs> they not mad at you because I would have been like, "What the hell you do to me?" They was a little <laughs> mad. I ain't gonna lie. Like I 
saw one and she was like, Lacey. And I was like, oh, girl. So you didn't want to go to the CEOs and corporate hoes party on Frat Row? You didn't want to do that? <laughs> CEOs and Those corporate hoes. Mm-hmm. I was a corporate the- hoe. <laughs> Wait, what? She's a corporate You never hoe. had CEOs and corporate hoes parties? Andy? Look at me. What, who, what do you think I was doing at Pitt? I was in an <laughs> indie rock band. I was part of the radio station. 92.1 WPTS FM. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's it. That's all I did. I played music and I uh, hung out with my friends and girlfriend and went to school. Went to class. I went to school. <laughs> I was like, so he so was a, he was I went to like I went to like uh, parties up in Squirrel Hill. I'm not going oh, to frat oh, row bougie. for parties. Uh, v V that's bougie. bougie. Yes. Also, Squirrel Hill is like that. <laughs> Did you take the bus? Did you have a car? I took the bus. Had a car. Who do you think I am? What I don't do you know. You th- was partying at Squirrel Hill. Thank so you. you know. So you, what were you doing? How were you getting there? What? That's just where like other like people who were like in the music scene and were. But like, like could you of- walk there from your? No, you took the like sixty one A. I think. Yeah, sixty one A, sixty one C. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. You you real? You bout it? <laughs> 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 no. But so he's right about the punk rock kind of vibes too. Yeah. Though. I did theater there, so I did theater in the city. I did theater all over, and that was very like kind of you know black box. I wanted to start doing improv there, but they wouldn't let your bitch do improv. They were like, "Well, you have to study so much before you can do improv here at what? like what was it the pit or I forget what that place was called. Uh, it, oh, it was God. like they had fri- like I I. I looked so down my nose at the <laughs> at improv because oh, in my mind it was just like whose line is it anyway? Yeah, and I was just like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm in an indie rock band. <laughs> uh, you guys are like making up nonsense in the basement of the Cathedral of Learning. The Cathedral of Learning is that what yes. it was called? Yeah. What is yes. going on? I had is- sex in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which floor? Second floor? Are you kidding me? Um, That's where people hooked up, as far as I knew. That's where, like, there was a lot of... The 26th floor, I think? Wait, how big is this cathedral? It's like 5,144 feet tall, and it's got 42 floors. For when she was doing her tours. Yes. You're tour guiding right now. I love that you have it. 42 floors. I I thought people hooked up. I think there was just a lot of anonymous gay sex on the second floor. That's hooking up. Oh wow! That's I mean, it's too open on the second floor. It was like during the summer, and we like broke into the psychology department. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend. Why there of all places to have sex? It was like one of those things that you like checked off of your box. Okay. Like, have you off done your it? box, Lacey? Come on, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um, this is what? not that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lacey, you strike me as someone who keeps a man. Is that true? That's absolutely untrue. Really? See, yeah. okay, let me, wait. Because you're talking so that about, was like, your, the, yeah, the image was, you said you had drawn. The image I drew in my head of you was um, either a Southern or Californian Christian woman. <laughs> Southern or Southern Christian, yes. Yeah. All right. I was yep. right. Yep. Why That's just Baptist. the vibe I get. But where California? Like, oh, I, to me, the South and California have the same kind of, like, laid back vibe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's you're true. not you're not anxious. We are northern. <laughs> We're anxious. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. That's actually why I left New York because I was there for two years. And I, when I tell you, I just became, I'm one of those people who adapts to their surroundings, mm-hmm. but like too much. So when I started living in New York, I just became as aggro as everyone around me. <laughs> and I would be even more aggro than you. Like one time this woman was like bumping me on the train. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was bartending. And I thought at first it was an accident. Then I realized she was doing it on purpose. So then Whoa. my first thing, like the first thing I think to do is to pull out my corkscrew from bartending <laughs> and, pull, and pull the little baby knife up and hold it in my hand. <laughs> And like, was I going to stab this lady with a baby knife? I had to move. I was like, I was, like, wow. I was just scared all the time and anxious. <laughs> My uh, uh, mouth agape, jaw dropped. I think that's at- so funny. A baby knife. And because you were like, if she bumped me one more time, I'm about to cut a bitch. Is that what you thought? Well, I just wanted her to see the baby knife so she knew, okay. like, she couldn't fuck with me. Okay. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I fully did not think about having to stab her with it. Right. And how close I would have to be to get a tiny little knife. <laughs> <laughs> One inch worth of knife. Yeah. You'd have to be kissing her on the mouth in order yeah, to get that. Yeah, it would have to be a very close fight. And the other thing that I did in New York that was uh, where I was really like, I need to move, is um, I was coming up the train platform. And you know how the etiquette is. It's like you go up on the right side mm-hmm. and you also, like if there's a train on the platform, you move so people can catch the yes, train because you, yes. you already caught your train. That's so good so, that you learned that, even though you weren't there long. I'm really proud of you. I did, and it actually pisses me off in L.A. because no one, like, people walk up the escalator yep. and stand on both sides. Mm. I'm like, bitch, that's not move. People can't even walk down the, the street, train right? etiquette here is abysmal. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> Very, <laughs> a lot of hot takes here. That's what we bring you here. Okay, so and you're- yes, listeners, that's a dollar in the L.A. hate jar, okay? That's true, that's true. We're still keeping it, I guess. It's okay. Now, Everyone who lives here hates it, but we also love it. So it's okay. Yes, we also, we also love, love it. it. No. Wow, I'm that ri- was not convincing. <laughs> Listeners, no, I'm no, writing no. it down right now. Yeah, write it down. Mark it. Okay, so what happened? So you were doing what you were supposed to do on the platform. Yeah. So this guy comes barreling down the stairs. There's no train on the platform. Mm-hmm. He's like right up against me, chest to chest, like Oof. pushing me oh, for God. no reason. It wasn't even crowded. And so we're face to face. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, really? And so oh. as soon as he passed me, I donkey kicked him down the stairs. You did not. Yeah. I like my back. I just, Ugh! I just kicked him. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, oh my God, what if he finds me? I just started running. I was like, oh. <laughs> but the anger really took over. And I was like, I have to leave. I'm not this person. I don't want to fight men at the train. (laughs) Wait, okay. So put some pieces together for me then. (laughs) What do you like? Well, Christian, like Southern, where are you from originally? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So Texas, Christian, like Christian, Christian? Yeah, Baptist, went to church all the time as a kid. My grandfather Mm. was a deacon. Um, Mm. Yeah, like full on. So, and then as I got older, like, now I go on high holidays to church. You know, God know my heart. <laughs> and he know I'm on my couch. Yeah. Um, because I go to, to kind of a scammy church in L.A. I won't say the name because I don't want to be shady towards the church. But it's like, there's a lot of celebrities who go there. There's VIP section. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, what? the pastor fully plugs his book to pre-order on Amazon before the sermon. Okay, Come like, on. did your reps Come get on. you in? Did your reps get you into this church? Like, how do you just go? I bet you can't just go. No, you can just go, but, like, I don't know how I get into VIP. I am trying to figure that out. 
<laughs> VIP, very important parishioner, okay? Yes. You've got to get close with Jesus. Very important pastor. Very, yes. ooh, or for this place, sounds like a very impious pastor. Wow, impious. Ooh. I was going to say immoral, but yeah, impious <laughs> is much better. So, okay. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very into this church. Yes, no, I want to know more about this church. Now I have, like, questions on questions. Like, okay, so, go ahead. What's no. your question? Well, just tell me more about this church. Because uh, LA, it seems like the, the, like this town infects everything. Right. Like you can't the industry go, right. infects you everything. You can't go to like church without the, like I can't go to Trader Joe's without being like, is that a showrunner that I should impress? <laughs> By no, the literally. Lemons? That's happened right. to me at a Trader oh, Joe's. Oh, God. <laughs> I ran into Kenya Barris at a Trader Joe's. Oh, my it was, God. It was right after I had just met with his company, and he was right in front of me in line. So I was like, you're Kenya, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I just met with Annie so-and-so. And he was like, oh, where? and we started talking. I was like, wow. Oh, my God. And then you booked gotta it. Always got to be ready. And then you <laughs> booked it. Well, I feel like every time I see you, you're ready to book, honey. Because you're always giving me a flawless skin. You're always giving me a Colgate oh. smile. I said, always be booking the Lacey Mosley story. Thank now, you. this is coming from the woman whose hair is always laid. I see it's, even in it's quarantine, all I've it hasn't got. stopped you. Well, honey, this is my, I came back after six months, I'm back. But it's all I've got. It's the only thing I really can, can do something about. Everything else is too much work, you know, like exercising and eating right. Oh, so God, I'd rather just do my hair. Anyway, let's go back to this church. How'd you find this church? So I found this church because my old roommate was going there and she was like, oh, you should come with me to this church. And she calls herself an actress. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in L.A. Acting is one of those things where it's like you ain't got to have no credentials to say right. you're an actor. It's not like if you're a doctor, people will be like, where'd you do your residency? Or like, where'd right. you blah, blah, blah. Like you have to have proof. Right. As an actor, you can just say you're an actor and literally never act a day in your life. Wait, hold on um, a second. What, what, would, what irks you guys more? Because I'm irked when someone on Twitter puts the word comedian in their bio. And they're like uh, a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I hate that way more. Like, I'm that, really not into, yeah. That irks me more than like. I'm not into like, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I really bristle at people calling themselves comedians when it's like you had a viral tweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That I really don't like at all. It's just like, get out of here. I, I, I'd almost let you be a quote unquote humorist. Okay. Like, I'd almost allow that. <laughs> But Dave Barry is okay. Exactly. Like, you could be like, I wrote I wrote a funny essay this one time, but I'm not a comedian. It ins- I just feel like I put too much time in. And I understand we all on our journey, and I should not be impacted by someone else's label. I should No, you're I- right. And yet, it- I bristle. I bristle. Ah, <laughs> anyway. listeners are getting a real look into our petty resentments, aren't they? <laughs> I'm so tired today. No, I can't even pretend. It's real because you do spend so many years and so much time. I remember the first time I ran into you, Naomi, it was in New York at a bar I was working at called Karma. And I think you were doing stand up. Oh, my goodness. You worked Wait, at Karma Lounge. You worked at the, I did. the hookah bar. Yes, I was a hookah ho. And let me tell you, <laughs> that was another reason I needed to leave motherfucking New York. I don't know who I was in New York or who I thought I was. That bar was ratchet as hell. It we were was. trying to get everybody's tab up to $40 so we could charge them $8 gratuity. <laughs> I got a burn from a cigarette on my wrist. Oh, my God. And the guy was like, because, you know, you can smoke cigarettes in there. The mm-hmm. guy's like waving his hands around, yeah. bursting with this fucking cigarette. My little 21-year-old ass talking about, well, I grabbed one of the bouncers. I was like, get his ass out of here. He's like, no, no, please. Please, please, I'll do anything. And I was like, open your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Took all of his cash. See, I love New York. See, that's what I like, though. In New York, you can literally just be like, give me your money. Because you done made me mad. 
And it's like all love. You can't do that yeah. in LA. I love that. Level know, of no, rage. you cannot do that in LA. But in New York, you fully can, and it's wonderful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. But okay, you worked Wait, at for, Karma. For the listener, yeah. Karma Lounge, you ran a show in the basement of this hookah bar in the East Village. Yes, our show was called Coyote Average. <laughs> um, and it was just like a regular stand up show. And we. And it was always one of those things. It's, okay, remember, the basement of the hookah bars where the show was, right? It had, like, little baby chairs. Like, mm-hmm. chairs for kindergartners. <laughs> and, like, that big-ass 300-pound man would sit in and suck on hookahs. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, pillows, you know, along the side and um, the benches where I was like, I never sat there because I was like, I don't think it's ever been cleaned. Oh, you, you know this fabric. We did no. foot fetish parties on Tuesdays. You, what? They did? Mm-hmm. I used to I bartend d- them. <laughs> Do they t- Wait, what's a foot fetish party? I mean, I know what a foot fetish is, but what's the party that... Uh... So, foot fetish parties where they have the, the ladies of the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They come, and then they have guys who want to partake, and women or whoever, and they go downstairs in that same place that you would host your comedy show, <laughs> and they will put up these little kind of... Um, stations where oh. the curtain will close if you wanted to pay for some actual foot foot freaky. Oh, wow. You could go with one of those and get your foot freak on. But everybody else would just be out with their toes out and, you know, okay. I would be serving Long Island iced teas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a... Oh God, I love it. Wait, when I you say it. behind the curtain, are you talking about, like, 26th floor action? <laughs> or... Maybe. I don't know what they was doing back there. Sometimes it would look very active. And, you know, I was just trying to get my tips. <laughs> Did they at least tip well, the foot fetish yeah. crew? Oh, the good. foot people tipped nice. They, okay. they were nice. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's very Footwork good. Footwork was paying. Did you? That was before OnlyFans. You had to get out <laughs> on the streets. You had to get out there. You just had to get out there. Now, what is your, like, what is your dating life like? I mean, are you do you do you like to date? You know, we're going to be answering people's relationship questions. I just kind of like to know where you're coming from. How do you feel about taking lovers, faking lovers, <laughs> making lovers, shaking lovers, shaking lovers, shaking lovers? Um, I used to not for many years, I'd say maybe like seven years, I wasn't really dating. Um, mm. And I didn't know that I was emotionally unavailable until my mom told me. And I was like, what do you <laughs> Because my mom came with me me to some rap party for a TV show. And um, we had a great time. And then afterwards, I was like, Mom, you know, I think I'm really ready to date, but it's just so hard. I don't know where to meet people. She was like, you don't want to date. And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, I literally was at a party with you where I watched several men come up and flirt with you. And all you did was talk about work. And I was like, they were flirting? (laughs) I was like, I thought that was a work party. You're just supposed to talk about work at the workplace. (laughs) And my mom was like, when you're single, you're looking for somebody everywhere you go. And I was like, what yeah. for real <laughs> i had no idea so now wow. i'm like eyes open i'm like okay, okay. maybe this guy i'm like maybe the guy who does my self tapes maybe maybe this guy <laughs> like, well he knows if he does your self tapes that's good because then if you get together you can get that for free you know what exactly. i'm saying that i'm trying to good. we got to enrich each other's lives you, you know what i'm saying <laughs> like what are you bringing to the table <laughs> oh i hope naomi with her voiceovers I mean, you're always taping. I feel like in quarantine, you have really been put to work. Mm-hmm. I literally had some gig where I go, you know what? If you want me to do this at home, you got to put Andy on payroll because I've been through this enough. You know what I mean? Like yes. now I'm pushing for it. I'm like, his ass is a DP at this point. DP, gaffer, <laughs> best boy. Set dressing and crafty. shit. Crafty. Crafty. I'm like, make me a bagel. Andrew running a fabulous production. Just like <laughs> he runs a tight ship from y'all's he runs house. A t- he really runs a tight ship. 
But okay, so now you're trying to like be more open. Wait, were you dating? So you were dating? Sorry. <laughs> we both can't get enough. Lacey, no, no. we can't get enough. In my, because <laughs> the, the thing that like uh, uh, in my head like smashes against each other, it's the Christian and also hooking up. Those two don't, they're not uh, mutually exclusive. Right. Okay. I mean, right. listen, church folks, okay, church is for the sinners, honey. And <laughs> they all up in there. They all up in there sinting, okay? So, <laughs> you know, we do our, our repenting and we do our sinting. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, so you, uh, okay, okay. That solved yeah. that. You can be a virgin whenever you want. I actually am selling V-cards on my Instagram. I don't know if y'all saw. Uh, virginity rocks. You pay me $40, I mail you a V-card. You have oh, virginity my... right on back. So oh, I love it. That's not even a scam. That's just a gift. Right. I just really appreciate that. You get it back. Are you okay? So, wait. Are you okay with getting scammed? Yes. Why? <laughs> I thought so. If it's good. Like, if it's good and I'm like, damn, that was like a, okay. Like, I was uh, at, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you ever saw this black lady. I don't know if she was around in your time, Andrew, but there used to be a black woman who would be on Forbes Avenue. And she would come up to you and she would say, hey, I need some money for gas because yes. my, oh, oh she, she, an enterprising <laughs> queen. Um, <laughs> when I tell you this was her J-O-B and I loved it, um, she would be like, my mom's in the hospital. She had a heart attack. I got to get my kids from daycare, this whole thing. Right. And I went to the ATM and got her some cash out of my little wow. bank account. And then I found out she was scamming people. And I was like, you know, good for her because... <laughs> She had production value. She was okay. giving me emotion. Yes. And then think about it. She's got to do that show at least 12 times a day. You know, that's right. exhausting. To make it make sense, right? To make mm-hmm. it financially valuable. Mm-hmm. That is so, so I love it. And she's been doing that for years, obviously. If anyone gets anything over on me, I'm furious. Yeah. <laughs> I, the idea of being hustled is like my big... It's one of my fears. Like, I don't like it. You know, I don't trust people naturally. So, like, it was funny. The last time that happened was when me and my mother, that was, what, last summer when we were in Paris, remember? And and these children came up. And it's like, this is the thing, though, Lacey. I grew up in Harlem. I know you're crazy. That's just how I operate in the world. If I see you and I don't know you, you're crazy. <laughs> and so, literally, we're, like, walking. And we're by, like, one of the museums, so very touristy. And these children come up and they speak in French. And I just said, no, and just kept walking. And then they have like a, um, like what looks like a petition or something. And so, and my mother stops and my mother goes to sign a petition. I said, girl. And then they like wouldn't let her keep walking. And we're basically saying like, give us money. And it was just like, and then my mother was like, what? No. And I was like, ma, that's why when I say no, you got to follow me. You got to come walk with me. And then, <laughs> then she just, you know, gave him like whatever like Euro coin she had. And then she was like, I'm so mad at myself. I was like, ma, you raised me. How were you not focused? Just because it's Europe don't mean it ain't shady. You know what I mean? Like she thought they're French, they're fancy. That's oh, what she thought. And I was so like, no. sweet. She's Me off her game. Mom- I'm your mom and you're my mom because my mom is the same way. The first time I went to New York when I was 12, we were walking down on the street and, you know, I'm looking up at the buildings and I'm like, in New York. <laughs> and I just remember my mom like slapping my shoulder or something and be like, stop looking around. You're going to get us robbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm very much your mom. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Like, yeah, you can never look like you're not from there but that was like really hard too when i was in australia because it's like they knew my black ass wasn't from there and so that always kind of had a little mark on me i had to really look alive 
you know, because I was like, they know I'm not from here. Anything could happen to me. I Can was you always do an worried. Australian accent? Not at all. Not at I can, all. I could say laser disc. I don't know how far that would get me. (laughs) Or like, they'd be like, hey, how you going? I can do how you going, which is about it. And I can't say anything else. Wait, I want to pitch a character. It's someone who who only speaks uh, an Australian accent when they uh, talk about outdated technology. Okay. So laser disc. Betamax. Betamax. Try Betamax, Lazy. Betamax. That's good. Oh, yes. Maybe that's my niche. I just get it. I get there. <laughs> I, I only say these things. Uh, I love gramophone. VHS. VHS. <laughs> oh, yeah. VHS is outdated. That's an outdated technology. You're very good at that, Naomi. This might be your new bag. Wow. Thank you so much. Get us on Comedy Bang Bang. You need to do this character. <laughs> this character, which is three words. No, it's all outdated technology. Put it in your Instagram. Put it in your Twitter bio now. Character. <laughs> character actor. Impressionist. Character Impressionist. Actor. There you go. Impressionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lacey, remember when I had to text you after Chadwick died because I was so sad and lonely and needed black love in my life? Yes, I do. Thank you for and that. that. Like, thank, thank you for you showing for up for me for that because I know that was out of left field and I really put a lot on you, but I really needed it in that moment and you really stepped up and I... Value no, I, I loved it. I was glad I could be there for another black person because I was actually really going through it myself, too. Uh, why was that? It, it's, it was so goddamn sad. It, like, it's still baffling to me. But I was just like, can't black people have nice things? Exactly. Like, like exactly. how are you going to take away one of the best things? Thank you. And he was such a good person. I, I only met him once. And I didn't really even meet him. It was like he I was leaving UCB after doing a show and he was standing on Franklin. He was standing out in the bushes or whatever, talking to a friend. What was he, he standing in the bushes sometimes. doing? I don't know, Chad. Well, like not in the bushes, but in front of the bushes. <laughs> OK, he was in front so of the he bushes. He was in the bushes. <laughs> I was like, Chadwick, are you hiding from the paparazzi? Um, OK, Casual. So he had gone to the show. I think so. Or oh, a okay. show. He yeah. would be around. Friends would see him sometimes. Like one of my homegirls would always text me when she saw him because we didn't know he got married because obviously that was a secret too. So she was yes. like, girl, come to the Black Cat Chadwick over here, girl. It's your time. <laughs> like, it's your she would, time. <laughs> she would always text me like, it's your time. Um, <laughs> so this is the first time I saw him and I was like, ooh, it's my time. <laughs> But he was talking to a friend, and he, obviously when you recognize someone, they can see that you recognize yes. them, like, yeah, on your yeah. face. Yeah. And I saw him kind of gear up to get ready to do, like, you know, all right, Wakanda forever, and <laughs> take this goddamn picture, you know. Like, I could see it all happening. Yeah. And I just smiled at him, and I gave him, like, the, what's up? Like, the black people head nod, and he was like, yeah. yo, what's up? And I just kept walking. I was like, you know, I'm not going to bother this king. My mom said, if you want to be a star, you can't be a groupie. Yes, honey. Yes, see, I, I'm very into your mother. Yes, she she might have to be my person. You're gonna have to give me she her would number. Like would she? That's good because my mom doesn't like me, so I could use someone's mother. <laughs> oh god, I could use any mother really, just any no, black mother's approval. But I agree. When I saw one of the dudes from Succession in uh, Gelson's, I just <laughs> walked right past. But it's true. It's like that's like why I'm like I don't get really fan girly around because i'm like no i want you to see me as like a peer yes, no i get the peer. same thing i want to be like, very much like hello we are colleagues yeah when we were at comic-con there was like a writer i saw and you were like oh you should go up and talk to him i'm like no 
I, when he sees me, we're going to be peers. Yes. Not, I'm not going to come Yeah, you can't be a, like Comic-Con. As a fan. Yeah, you can't be Comic-Con. Sign my comic book. Oh, Mr. And it took me a while to learn that. Because I feel like in LA, everyone is always kind of just listing their resume for you to try to be mm -hmm. like, I'm worthy of your time. Right. And mm -hmm. I was very much like that when I was younger. Because I just like, you know, I didn't know what to do. It just felt, and I met so many people like that, that I was like, is this what everybody right. does? I guess I'll do this too. Um, but I remember I once was at... Um, I can't remember the nightclub, but this person who's pretty famous was just like hanging out with us. And then he was like, come get in this Uber. And I was like, okay, mind <laughs> you, I don't know why I was on a, a crazy whim and I've never done this before, but yeah. I went to this nightclub alone. Wow. That's huge. I had gone on a date and it was bad. Yeah. And I was like, I don't feel like going home yet. So yeah. then I went to this nightclub alone. I don't, I've never done that before in my life. I'll never do it again. But then he was like, <laughs> he was like, come on, get in the Uber. And I was like, okay. So then I ended up going mm. to this party. With all, it was like so weird. But the whole time, no one talked about work. And the right. one time I did, it was like awkward. And I was like, oh, right. I won't do this. Okay. I don't right. Have to do this <laughs> By the way, you could have said any name for the nightclub and we would have like nodded our heads because I could not name a single nightclub in this city or Tenets of the Trees. That's any city. I've heard that name before. But when she said nightclub, I thought, "Ooh, how young, you know, like when I hear nightclub, cause I'm like, because I realize you and I've been together 10 years. I've maybe gone out in my er like earlier in our dating when we didn't live together. I would go out with people maybe. But, like, what have I done since we moved here? I went to EPLP maybe, like, twice, which isn't even, like, it's just, like, it's more of, like, a scene where, like, a cocktail's $20. But I right. did that twice and was like, oh, I'm too old for this. I was very Myrtle. I couldn't really relax. I don't Ooh. do it a lot because of colorism. I'm a dark-skinned black woman, yes. and, like, yeah. they just don't see value in us. And so I don't yeah. want to go stand in somebody's line. You know what I mean? If I'm not walking Are you telling the door, me this when you're the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen? Is this oh, happening so to you? Is this happening yeah. to you, Lacey? God oh damn my God, it. my whole life. God damn yeah. it. I, it's I'm hard living. to even, you know how wild it is to have your first thought when you meet a black man be, oh, I wonder if he likes black women. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it is literally my first thought. I'm like, oh man, I hope he likes the blacks. Like, I know. Because it, it's just like, LA has such a big culture of self-hatred yeah. when it comes to black women especially. So like, I don't do a lot. I don't, I've never really been into nightclubs like that. It was just like yeah. if my friends were in town. Yeah. Which reminds me, nightclubs I've now paired with like improv scenes or other like group communities because they're like that. Like nightclubs, the same people go to the same pop and mm. nightclubs. Usually the same like group owns mm -hmm. a bunch of nightclubs and then they'll like remodel them every so often to get them popping again. And it's the same people going all the time. And they have this like functional, dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> and I have girlfriends who still to this day, and some of them are like, probably like early 30s are going to the nightclubs often because it's a strategy to meet like rich men athletes mm. stuff like that and they taught me stuff like when they go into the <laughs> nightclub it's dark they put yeah. their phones on full brightness uh -huh. and then they hold it up to their face even though they're not actually looking at anything so yeah. that people can see that they're pretty wow <laughs> to draw attention in the jungle this yes. is very amazing. Do they do, uh, in the line on the way in, do they do zip, zap, zop to warm up? <laughs> You've got to warm up. You have to warm up. you got to warm true. up. You do. Stretch. <laughs> Can, I remember, though, I hate, I hate being in places that are loud. Again, I'm very yes. old. I don't understand how you even, like, I mean, I've done it. I just can't remember, like, what it is to, like, be at a loud-ass bar but trying to be cute. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right. trying to flirt with you, but I'm yelling in your good ear. I, it's like it can never <laughs> really happen. 
You know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing after this? And it's like, no. Is that that's what exactly you what's happening, though. But that's what's happening. Yes. I, and then I used to do it in college. Not to that extent, because I never wanted to meet a man in a nightclub. I don't think that mm. my person would be in a nightclub buying bottles. <laughs> it's just not the kind of man I would want to be with. Where are you um, going? However, 80s night at the Beehive? <laughs> what's the Beehive? It was like a coffee shop, movie house, and then like <laughs> it was a bar, and they'd have like a dance night. Oh, that's sweet. 80s mm-hmm. night at the Beehive. Oh, Pittsburgh's cute. It's adorable. Although you're, <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would go nightclubbing with athletes and like like the Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl. We used to hang out with them all the time, and they what? all the time. <laughs> you hung out with the Seattle Seahawks all the time, <laughs> Lacey. Okay, not all the time, but like we three different multiple. cities at yes. least, multiple yeah. cities, um, and then a couple cities twice. So like Vegas twice, and then Miami and L.A. And where did we originally meet them? I don't remember, but it was like right. It was like Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. I don't care if they know. <laughs> right. you um, just hang. It was the weirdest thing. So my girlfriends are like super beautiful from college. They're like gorgeous girls. And like most, some of them are fair and you know how that goes. Like if you're light skin and you know, soft hair, whatever. So I would just be in there being cute. And the great thing about being dark skin at that point was I was largely ignored, which meant that I could go have free food, free drinks, free hotels, sometimes flights, and no one would pressure me to have sex with them. And nobody would. And I'd just be like, mm, 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 just having a good time. And not to say that they pressured anyone. They didn't. They were actually really really wonderful they just wanted to be around young people their age it was cool um but yeah so but that. Lacey, what is this life you're living? I know. This is what I'm saying. And this is why I'm like, this is why in my head, like, Lacey keeps a man. Lacey's about town. She's booking. She's dating. She's hanging with the Seahawks. I don't, I don't know how to date. I mean, I've learned now. I know how to go on a good date. My parents actually made me. Oh, my God. Is my life insane? Um <laughs> Every time I say something, I'm like, okay. Um, my parents made me date this guy in high school. What do you mean? What, what are you talking what about? What do you mean? And now that I think back on this, I'm like, mom, you fucking, you shouldn't did this shit. Um, so my mom was the boss of this woman at the time, and her son and I were like close in age. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, oh, your son should take my daughter out on the date. And so, and this was she was saying this to her employee. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, and she works in HR. Um, she's going to beat my ass. Uh, so my mom was like, oh, you should, they were friends though. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. she was like, oh, you should take my daughter, you should have him take my daughter out. And so then my mom comes home and she's like, hey, you're going on a date with this guy so that you can learn how to be treated like a lady. Okay. <laughs> okay. How old were you? I was 16. Okay. I hadn't, I was about to be 17. I hadn't gone on, and I graduated high school when I was 17. So I hadn't gone on Me any too. dates. Me too. Yes, yes. go ahead. <laughs> so I hadn't gone on any dates. And so she was like, you got to know, like, how these men are supposed to treat you. So I went on this date. He opened all the corridors. He walked on the outside of the street. He pulled mm-hmm. out my chair. He paid for everything. Like, it was very, you know, like, very proper mm-hmm. 1950s. Yeah, a nice southern <laughs> gentleman. He was a good southern yeah. boy. So then it was like, okay, I know what date should be like. It's not, I don't expect, you don't have to like lay your jacket on a fucking puddle, but, <laughs> but I know what's, what means you're into me and what means you're not. And right. fortunately I have a really good gauge on people and I can tell when they're interested and when they're not. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, ugh, I 
if you're not, I can't even pretend. And sometimes right. I wish I had pretended because we were having fun. But I was like, this ain't going nowhere. I got to go. <laughs> and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But I always tell yeah. women and men, if the person isn't into you, then you're not into them because you can't like somebody who doesn't like you. Like, that should be the first thing that you have in right. common is how much right. you both love you. So... <laughs> If that's not there, it's not rejection. But what if you don't like yourself? See, this is where it gets tricky, Lacey. You know, (laughs) if you get low self-esteem, you'll end up in a relationship. Not you, honey. Present company excluded. (laughs) But about, you know what I mean? Like, because I'd be like, he doesn't like me. You know what? He's probably right. This is why my teens and 20s were dangerous. Uh You know, it was a dark time. Because I was like, not, I didn't realize that it was supposed to be not hard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be difficult. And, me- like, men are so, you know, like, men don't want relationships, so you have to just, like, wait for them to want one. Right, you know what I mean? Trap them. Yes. You thought it was, like, supposed to be, like, scandal, like you were Olivia Pope, and you were exactly. like, no, Fitz. Exactly. We have to <laughs> exactly. He was not supposed to have eyebrows, and he was supposed to be married. That's what I thought true love was. <laughs> And now you have someone who worships the ground you walk on. And has such good eyebrows. Really good eyebrows. <laughs> yes. full. He's also got great lashes, honey. Like a goddamn baby they deer. They are really thick. They're full. Uh, I They're always full. get mad when men have them because I'm Me. like, you don't even need that. Thank give, you. Him all, give him here. I know. He's like a goddamn coquette. He's walking I, around with these fucking big eyes. I said, what are you doing? I need those lashes. <laughs> to, to do what? Because I want to look like Betty Boop. <laughs> Wait, are we going to get to questions or are we just going to oh, talk yeah. to Lacey? Because no, I feel like really, Lacey has to go. No, I'm sorry. Yes, but we, we like will, literally just kept asking her about herself. One, one more question, then we'll take a break. <laughs> what's, what's your longest relationship? My longest relationship, actually the only relationship I've ever had in my life, was two years and it was in college. Mm. That's a good time, That's two good, years. Yeah. That's a good clip. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think he just graduated from Harvard Business School, so maybe I should call him again. <laughs> <laughs> no. You want to do, do an episode of Scam Goddess about like the Ivy Leagues. There is like Ooh, there's yeah. very there's few bigger scams than like Harvard. If the same school that churned out George W. Bush, if that it, you can't say like, yeah, we're a great institute. And then we chur- churned out this fucking like dipshit murderer. Right. You can't. <laughs> You can't do that. Hey, that- that's president dipshit murderer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's and about he paints, so we like him now because he's basically Bob Ross. <laughs> and you find out Bob Ross. You know Ross. Trump's bad when I'm looking at yeah. Bush like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. When you saw like Mich- that picture with Michelle Obama hugged him and you're like, you know what? I get it. You right. know, because Trump had just broken us down that you were like, maybe I would hug George Bush. Anyway, I we have to take him. a break. What are you guys, Ellen? We're going to take a break <laughs> and answer some questions right quick with Lacey Bose. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea Mm -hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back. With the scam goddess herself. Yeah, we got a bunch of questions. I always like to start off with a little bit of a softball. This is just a, this person uh, wrote us Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't think they wanted it to be, I don't think they knew that we answered advice questions that is wrote us and I go, Hey, do you want to be anonymous? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they just asked us. Okay, fine. So, but I, I think this is a, a kind of a softball. Hey, what do you think of men who say they want to be the one with more power in the romantic relationship? What? What do you think of men who say they want to be the one with more power in their, in a romantic relationship? It's weird. I don't, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm personally not a fan. I, uh, I hate power dynamics. Yeah, uh, I think everyone should be. I'm a socialist. I think everyone I should be equal. I know Even. you are. You're a romantic <laughs> some, socialist as yes. well. Some men like having control in a way that is all—all all of it's toxic. Like if you ever want to have control over someone and their agency, but for some reason that is a huge subset of the modern population. Still, like yeah. men want cheerleaders and women who are just like laying next to them every day. Like your ideas are great, baby. <laughs> like. And you can always tell who those men are because they're always doing dumb shit. Like Terry <laughs> Crews. Like Terry Crews, dumb black ass, hop on the internet and do some dumb shit every other day. So I know his wife is just like, oh, Terry, you're you not doing, watching no more porn, is you? Ooh, Terry. <laughs> like, <laughs> men, a lot of men like that. That's what they're raised. Yeah. That's what they saw. Um, unfortunately, I, I hope that person has money because if you broke, you definitely can't be having no power over me now. Maybe if you got a G5, then I'll be like, yes, daddy. I'll clean the aeroplane. <laughs> the aeroplane. I think, though, but there I also think other, there are also people who like, who like when men have, when they do have power control because they want that feeling of being taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, I want, I want, I want to feel like almost like it's like almost like you're my parent for lack of a better term. Do you know what I mean? Like in a weird way when it's like, in essence to me, so many times women are taught to want a daddy, basically. You know what I mean? Like a guy yeah. who's like, he's going to take care of you and he's going to pay the bills and you're going to have everything you need. And it's like, well, what about me getting, paying my own damn bills? 
Right. You know? And control is conflated with care so often yes. because you're like, oh, my man won't let me do this because he cares about me. He won't let me. And it's like, <laughs> so you're thinking like, oh, this man cares so much about what I do and how I right. live because he right. loves me. No. <laughs> I love when you give me a touch of Jack Hay. That's fun. <laughs> uh, that I in my head I was like, why do I think I'm in two two seven right now? <laughs> Ooh, okay, Mary, Mary. Uh, wait, ha, uh, both of you guys, are, what's uh, the usual? I mean, outside of me, Naomi, who I, I feel like we're a fairly egalitarian yeah. relationship. Uh, are are you, are you guys who who is like the, what's the power dynamic usually in your relationships like you and your past ones and Lacey you and whatever relationships you're in currently? Unfortunately, it's always I tend to date betas. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a really strong alpha, and I feel <laughs> like I should be dating an alpha, and that's and the reason I'm not doing that is because I'm not ready to like fully commit to uh-huh. that because my parents are both two alphas and they're fucking crazy (laughs) but but it works because they meet each other like boom 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 like in the middle they they Mm -hmm. stand up against each other and it's just it's it's insane but it works um but i date people where i'm like my idea would do what i want (laughs) Mm. (laughs) or like i'm not doing what you say no (laughs) (laughs) what are we and so i think no go ahead yeah you go ahead Oh, I just was going to say that I don't I've never wanted to control anybody that I was in a relationship with, but I certainly never wanted to be in a relationship where I felt like I was challenged. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you know this. I'm glad you know this. Very proud of you. What are we, Naomi? A gamma and a delta? Yeah, a gamma and an alpha and an omega. Uh, Yes, we are. the, (laughs) The beginning and the end. Are we not? Uh, okay, so that 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 just we just warmed up with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, okay, this one uh, comes to us. I think. Let me. Sorry, let me find this. This one comes to us uh, from uh, Gmail. Uh, now, oh, of yeah. course, we take DMs, uh, EMs, mm. emails, and, <laughs> but we do love voicemails. <laughs> uh, and you can call three two three five two four seven eight three nine and leave a voicemail for us. Uh, so, uh, Sarah writes, hi, Naomi and Andy. I have a relationship question about my sibling. My sister and I are one and a half years apart in age, both mid twenties and on good terms and message each other or talk almost every day. Well, at least before this incident. Oh my God. The Mm. tension, the tension during the past few weeks or so, she has been sharing a lot of conspiracy theory posts on her Instagram stories. Yesterday, she shared an anti-vax post in her story and wrote, swipe left. The post shared a bunch of anti-vax beliefs on the first slide. Uh, Then when you swipe left, it has someone singing no, 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 no in a silly voice. Now, when I see no, 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 I just think of dream girls. I think of get out. The caption was something like when someone asked me if I'm getting a corona vaccine. And the response was, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Okay, okay. No, 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 no way. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, I messaged her saying, please stop posting conspiracy nonsense and now anti-vax stuff. Her response was, WTF, block me if you have an issue. It's about the swipe being funny. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) To be fair, that's a funny response. Uh, she's like, I'm a comedian. Look at my bio. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't tell you what to think, say or feel, so don't tell me anything. 
I don't tell you what to think, say, or feel, so don't tell me anything, please and thank you. <laughs> I went into a lengthy response apologizing for my wording and explaining how the spread of misinformation is dangerous and we should all be mindful of the sources and information we share. I also mentioned how there is a difference between disregarding fact and scientific proof and having an opinion, and I said we should discuss the topic she shared if that is what she believes. She can be reasoned with to an extent, but does some, but does believe some out there stuff. It's just never been this bad. Anyway, she then responded, it's not that deep to me, but I get what you're saying. No, I don't want to discuss anything. I was livid, but responded, okay. I haven't responded to any texts, DMs, or snaps from her since. Or snaps. Or snaps. Wow. Damn, not even snaps. <laughs> <laughs> what about TikTok? I don't plan on speaking to her for a while. I've been unfollowing and muting people on everything since the start of this pandemic, so this isn't new for me. Wow. Is this an overreaction because she is my sister? Should I try to talk to her about her opinions again or simply let her know we're <laughs> not on speaking terms because of this? How would you handle the situation? Let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much. I got one wow. big thought that I gathered from this, uh-huh. and it's worrying me. Yes. Baby girl... Is your sister voting for Trump? <laughs> well, because this is some very Trump-like behavior. Yes. You know, the jokes about the coronavirus vaccine. Like, is your sister out here protesting masks? <laughs> 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 I'm concerned. I would say, and this is maybe because I'm a little passive when it comes to family, just because I don't like family drama. Mm-hmm. I have an uncle who is a full-on hotel and sends me <laughs> <laughs> the messages from the onk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, baby girl, don't drink that milk. That's why you got your period. You know what I mean? Like that kind of hotel. I can't stop him. Right. I just, I just be like, oh, there you go again, child. And I just, I just let it rock. Right. I, I get it. It's embarrassing. Like your sister is embarrassing you and your homegirls. Right. <laughs> But I don't think you talking sense to her is going to stop this behavior. She's just going to be embarrassing for a little bit. Maybe it's a phase. Hopefully. <sighs> I don't think you can change. Like, she doesn't sound that open. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Well, especially to me, you know, my red flag is it's not that deep. Mm. Because when somebody, because like that kind of like, it's not that deep. It's almost like it's on the same spectrum as like relax. When you tell someone mm-hmm. to relax about something, you are making them feel crazy for caring. You know, it's yeah. And so it's very like, it's not that deep. And it's like, okay, well, you and I then can't even exist on the same plane, right? Because we don't operate under the same premise that this even matters. Because if you say it's not that deep, you don't think it matters. To me, it does matter. Well, we're at an impasse. You can't. You can't engage with that person. I think it is so funny, though, like to mute and block your own family. (laughs) I think it's so funny to me. I say do it. I mean, in 2020, you gotta mute. I said, look. If people I are, love muting. I don't block, but I mute. No, 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 no. You got to mute. You oh, got to mute. You can't block because yeah. then they know it. Yeah, yeah. Mute. They're just like typing at you. They're like, why aren't you responding? And I you know. never see it. It's beautiful. And you just live in this like very uh, gated community, gated online community. Yes. Of your yes. own making. It's yes. wonderful. It, it, I, I don't want these people in my life and I find them damaging to all of our lives in general. Right. But then at the same time, if you ever hope to bring them back, if it is an actual phase, like you're saying, Lacey, you got to kind of keep the door open so they can come to Mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the tricky part. On one hand, it's like, you crazy. I need a break. On the other hand, it is, I want you to come back to me if you ever come to your senses. 
So you can't fully cut anybody out. That's why you let Hope Tepid Uncle in. Right. You have to, I think you have to compartmentalize when it comes to your family. Obviously, they're not the people that you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I would say if this was like your home girl, like, I mean, if you love her, then you're just going to have to ignore this subsect of her life. But I think with your sister, it's kind of like, Maybe y'all don't talk about her opinions about things, but you can talk about family. You can talk about how the, you know, I mean, y'all in y'all mid-20s, so what? Uh, how broke y'all are? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, y'all can talk about life and men and how they trash, or women, whatever. Um, people, if they're non-binary, pe- non-binary people can be trash too. Yes. Um, <laughs> so... I think you just have to kind of compartmentalize that. But enjoy your sister. And if y'all have a good relationship, I wouldn't throw it in the trash because she's obviously a conspiracy theorist. But <laughs> I said, do it. Makes me think, who's following her sister? Because <laughs> are they like, yes, yeah, sis, we never going to do that coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> like, what are they saying? They like this? Uh, they <laughs> must. She must be. Well, that's the question because we don't know how far apart they live from each other, right? Mm-hmm. I assume they're right. not in the same, you know place <sighs> so then it's like she has this whole another world do you have siblings i do are you guys close um my youngest sister and i are pretty close she's 17 oh. and then i have another sister who's 23 mm-hmm. and i have a brother who's 25 so you're the oldest of everyone yes wow wow yeah you are the example that they need to all live by I really am. And, you know, (laughs) my family throws that in everyone's face all the time. I know I'm my mom's favorite child. And I I know my sister is my dad's favorite child. So it's fair. Yes, yes, fair. (laughs) And do you send your siblings snaps of uh, Dr. Yakub? What's the- <laughs> oh, the O-tip. Yakub. Isn't that the, uh, the mad oh, scientist? Dr. Umar? Created- <laughs> Probably. Yeah, whoever is. No, the-, the mad scientist that created white people. Isn't that Oh, the- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there God. was a mad scientist who created. I mean, I believe that. You know, I'm not a hotep, but I believe it. I believe it. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. <laughs> white people were created by a mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, not, not crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's we have we do have very empathetic listeners though I know That's who true. will say yes you should and this is probably look honestly you probably should do is try to uh, keep a, a a welcoming hearth for your yes. sister yes an open channel yes because yeah. because you do want to but like I I think I saw something online where it's like like Q people like QAnon people mm-hmm. and I, I assume that this person's sister Sarah I think her name Sarah's sister is on the kind of like spectrum of like QAnon and stuff like that yeah, sure. that they've never seen like they like I think this was a deep programmer I read a, an interview with and they uh like for cults they're like I've been able to deprogram people from cults QAnon people are like on another level oh wow another level another level another dimension another <laughs> <laughs> well I think that's honestly because I don't know if they believe that shit I think that really? like you it's you can get someone who genuinely believes something to see something else if they're looking for knowledge. But if you're just using that shit to troll people and, and, and take over some moral high ground, then you can't stop those people because their motivations aren't for the knowledge that they're seeking through QAnon. Their motivation is to either take a moral high ground or abuse people or find a reason to say that black lives don't matter or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not you can't fix that because right. they're using it as a weapon. It's not right. information. Right, 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 right. It's not an actual like way of living or believing. It's like, how can I piss people off? 
Yeah. Like, I, um, because, you know, all the Pizzagate and all that stuff, the Wayfair boxes with the kids in them, that's all an attack on leftist Hollywood and how mm-hmm. leftist Hollywood is, you know, full of pedophiles. And look, are there pedophiles out here? Yes. Okay. Too many. Too many being protected. Absolutely. But let's not act like in the Midwest, we don't right. all got that one uncle that you don't leave your kids with. Okay. Exactly. It, 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 the pedos are everywhere. My mom used to be like, don't you sit on his lap. And now, and, and you know, yes. that's life. Yes, <laughs> they're everywhere. That's I true. don't want them to be nowhere, but they are everywhere. Thank you. Right, mm. right. Q I not think... so anonymous. Q not so anonymous. <laughs> no. So... What if you walked into an Al-Anon meeting thinking it was QAnon, <laughs> and then you came in there and you would learn, you would get some like real it, structure. You, it, it might actually help you. Yeah. It's like I came here looking for PizzaGate, and instead I found a higher power. <laughs> yeah. That could be good. I talked about an Al-Anon meeting scam. It's very short, but it was just Ooh, that apparently in Al-Anon, um, if you are moving and you like are going to meetings and you're like, hey, y'all, I got to move and I really need help, they'll help you move. <laughs> <laughs> so so they had people who would come to the meetings. Sole purpose was to get everybody <laughs> to help them move, and then they would never come back to the meetings again. <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny. very niche scam. <laughs> I mean, that is that is any twelve step, I imagine, right? If because the whole thing is like it's about being of service, so you could really get anybody if they're in the mood. You know what I mean? If oh, you're like, no. well, I do need someone to drive my child to their recital and pick him up after. <laughs> Would anyone like to be of service? That's you just go in there asking for small chores. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my higher power won't. Uh, Sweet my stoop. Right. You need some sweet my stoop. You got there. You got there, babe. I could think of all I was like, broom my stoop. <laughs> broom. broom. That's the broom verb. My stoop. Broom my stoop. That sounds oh. like a British insult. You know how their insults are always lame? Like slag. <laughs> slag don't sound. If you call me that, I'd be like, is that a compliment? Like, get out of here. Slag. Okay. <laughs> broom my stoop sounds like how they say fuck you. <laughs> broom my stoop. <laughs> oh, I broom my stoop in it. <laughs> okay we are off the rails this i have a fun my, one yeah my brain is destroyed my bra- it's most i'll tell you where my brain got destroyed it was this last question yeah we're really like because opening the door to like the uh conspiracy like the way conspiracy theories have like got a uh a claw hold in our culture uh just like crushes my brain well it's also hard because i think we're all uh, pretty weary, right? And tired mm-hmm. of it's it's really hard to have to constantly accept people who like don't believe like who don't believe what I feel to be basic ideas, such as all people are equal, black lives do matter, science is real, medicine mm-hmm. helps, everyone needs money to live. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> and like when you don't have people who believe who like they want to argue on the most basic shit it's so hard to be like keep your heart open for them i don't want to fucking talk to you but that's like technically the right answer right keep your heart open yeah but really what i want to say is who needs a sister yeah i'm an only child and i'm doing fine close your heart's door in their face exactly i'm like oh, you don't need nobody it's fine yeah. i got animals close your heart's door i want you to know you had me start the show with open your heart that's true that's true <laughs> we're ending on close your heart's door we got there the- yeah. we got there tell your sister to broom your stoop that's it <laughs> Lacey. thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking to us today 
This was fantastic. You guys brightened my day. You brightened my day. I feel like we really did pepper you with questions, and we're going to do it again. I feel like I want a two-parter because there's so many things to unpack. I'm obsessed. This was mm-hmm. so fun. Mm-hmm. You're the best you in the game, so Lacey. Oh, I feel like I got therapized by you guys. Like, Ooh, that's good. That's good. I don't charge a copay. This is what I want to be, a cam girl, <laughs> but just for talking. <laughs> so this is what this is, basically, is me camming. That's Ma'am, a you know? new frontier. What if you did like OnlyFans and it was just like people asking you questions that's and shit? That's what I want. I was just about to say that. That's Naomi's what I only fans. That's what I want. But what do we call them? We said lonely fans. Yes. And then we just talk. <laughs> <laughs> lonely fans. We'll just talk for 20 minutes, $50 for 20 minutes. Whatever you want to know. I Whatever love you want to do. Show them your feet. Yes. I ain't showing them my feet. You know I'll be doing my toes. You ain't going to do the Dungeon Cat. Show me little feet. Show me little feet, Naomi. I bet you got cute feet. I don't, girl. I Why keep... did I turn into a creep? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we started with Helen Mirren's big old body. <laughs> I love that you were, start, you were like, am I really going to say this phrase? Nope. And then I said, big old body. And I pulled it back. And now we're talking about feet. And it's just like. That's it. That's it, man. We really, we went, we went full fucking circle. That's beautiful. beautiful. Uh, And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.